Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy. All you gotta do is trust me, the number one fuckboy. Oh, you know, Mean Gene, it's R.I.P., baby. Rest in power. Uh, joining me as always in the High and Mighty studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. No bueno. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, this guy was never described as nearly silent. He, <laughs> I apologize. Turn your volume down on your podcast now because me and him together are monsters. My neighbors will be knocking on the door shortly. Guys, from Comedians of Wrestling, from Long Island, I got fucking Dan Black back in the studio, baby. That's right. The back number... in black. Black is back. Yeah, <laughs> Black is back. The number two... <laughs> Uh, was it fuck boy? Uh, yeah, you want to be the number two. <laughs> the fuck number boy? two fuck boy. Absolutely. I realize while I'm the backup fuck boy, you could be. Absolutely, I think, I think it makes sense. Absolutely, <laughs> I think it's completely reasonable for you to take up my mantle when I die in April. Yeah, I'm the fuck boy standing. <laughs> right, thank you. <laughs> Can you get on the Apple Box fuck boy standing? Yeah. Um, Dan. In the middle of my intro. What happened there? You're right. Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, it's all you got. It's trying to do fucking uh, Bradley Snake Cooper. Blitzkin? Jackson Maine. Oh. <laughs> all you got to do is trust me. <laughs> didn't see Star is Born. You didn't? No, I didn't see you it. You referenced, good? in a previous conversation, you referenced the star power of both Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thinking that maybe you saw that movie. <laughs> no, I just liked that he followed Eddie Vedder around, and that was all I needed to know. <laughs> I really like The Star is Born. Yeah. I, I would say check it out. You probably have the screener. I have have the screener at home and I just haven't popped it in. <laughs> Actually, the problem is that my DVD player is not hooked up to my sound bar. Oh, so like you got to go through the TV <laughs> it's audio? It's extremely bro problem to have. It's like, I got to get the Geek Squad over, bro. <laughs> Listen, dude, I can't watch A Star is Born without the sound bar. The I'm not listening to Shallows on my fucking TV, my in my in TV speakers. Fuck no, dude. I'll blow that shit out. Whatever Bandersnatch was like, you couldn't watch it uh, through Apple TV because it's like interactive or whatever. Uh, Oh, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So we had to watch it through the TV, which 
didn't go through my sound system. You know what I mean? And my wife's like, it's fine. I was like, this is terrible. (laughs) It's like the most dad shit ever. I just remember my mom always being like, Hun, turn the TV down to my dad, who's yeah. like, uh, no, we gotta blast blood sport. Yeah. You know? If you if it's not loud, it's not uh, proud. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, wait, I realized doing my intro, especially in front of you, yeah. I added the Mean Gene thing because. Am I cutting a promo every time? Like I'm doing, yeah, like absolutely. I'm sort of doing like a promo. Dude, right? everything... That's my smell. La, 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 what the Rock is cooking, right? Everything is wrestling. Everything is wrestling. <laughs> you're just cutting a promo. But by the way, you're the that your intro in person is even wilder, right? And I, as a man who has a wild intro to his podcast, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think even I've been that, there for wowed that. Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Dan, you wanted to come on and talk wrestling. Uh, we'll get in. We'll get this in the plugs section later. But yeah. because you're dropping a stand-up special about wrestling, yeah, I shot. Uh, I shot a stand-up special called Adult Wrestling. It comes out <laughs> Friday, January twenty-fifth. I don't this know. Will be, this will be. It'll be already out. It'll be already out. You can go to adultwrestlingfan.com. You can check it out. And it's a uh, <laughs> it's a half hour of stand-up all about professional wrestling. Why I like it and. Uh, yeah. yeah. Why well, I, I think it's the best shit ever. I don't want to spoil any jokes, but you yeah. you have a bit, and it's all, more about the thesis of why you like wrestling yeah. than it is like, but the bit about like uh, people tell me watch real sports, but I know that LeBron James will never change his jersey to the opposing yeah. team's jersey, slam dunk on the wrong basket, win the game for the other team, and then have a snake or something <laughs> like have that. A snake around his neck for no fucking reason. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that joke is such a fucking first of all very funny joke, but more oh, importantly. You sort of does personify why people like wrestling. Yeah. It's sports entertainment is the what they call it, yeah. right? And that's what it, that's like the most apt phrase for it because right. it is like it's it's like American Ninja Warrior is the only other thing like American Gladiators are in that world where it's like we know we're making a TV show, we know we're making content, but there is a lot of physical shit to this, but wrestling is like action soap Drama, romance, it's, it's like theater. everything. What? It's theater. It's yeah. theater. It's sports, live theater. Sports entertainment is actually the perfect way to describe what it is. They actually kind of nailed right. that brand. But the fact that wrestling, people always say that wrestling, uh, professional wrestling, by the way, for the listeners, sometimes people are like, what is it? Yeah. Some We're people, not talking you, about like collegiate NCAA Greco Roman wrestling. Yeah. Your, your, your half hour special is not exclusively about <laughs> the, the fucking. The clinch. <laughs> it's all about the clinch. I got 90 minutes on the clinch. <laughs> Who is this for? I, got, <laughs> I, I, I had to cut my 15-minute cauliflower ear, man. It sucks. Dude. And listen, uh, next year, 2020, I'm thinking about dropping the Greco-Roman set. <laughs> I'm going to put it. I'm gonna do it in Greek and Italian. People are going to love it. Um, but it's that, theater. That's it's theater, saying. yeah. And it's like, you, whether you watch it live or you watch it on TV, it's like the energy. It's... It's not for everyone. I get I get why you wouldn't like that because not musical theater isn't for everyone either. But I think there should be a bigger Venn diagram of people who like live theater and people who like wrestling. Well, there's a stigma on it, right? There's a stigma on professional wrestling, which is actually why I called the special adult wrestling fan. Yeah. Because it's I, I'm I'm all about shedding it's all about shedding the stigma. Right. Calling it the adult wrestling fan movement. But it's, it's about like, time because hey, it's like it's a, it's a, it's a extremely valid television program. <laughs> right. It's scripted like all your other shows and the fact that it's scripted sports is what makes it so unique and amazing (laughs) right and also it's like how can you hate on wrestling but love 90 day fiance and i understand that people really like that show but it's not like 
one is hybrid. Like people always call like wrestling like lowbrow and stuff, and it's like, yeah, but they they know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think below deck is? Like, <laughs> lowbrow. First off, I'd argue that it's uh, highbrow, but forget that. Let's let's. let's well, I'm go. saying I'm I'm using the uh, the people's uh, no, but c- uh, counter arguments to wrestling. People it, would say it's lowbrow. Right. Look, lowbrow. What I call it is that. It's wrestling, right? I just watched... Let's see if this goes anywhere. But I just watched Magic Mike XXL. Love it. Right? <laughs> I thought it was fucking amazing. I thought it was one of my favorite movies I had watched in a very, very it's long very time. It's very good. Magic Mike, the original, is like a Soderbergh movie that's interesting and good. Magic Mike XXL is like funny and hot. <laughs> it, what it is, is it's the pro wrestling version of Magic Mike. Right, it is. Because it's like, they just like, all right, let's just do our gimmicks, it's, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unapologetically... What it is, right? I and mean, they even have uh, Diesel. Uh, you know, literally, Scott Kevin Hall. Nash is Kevin in Nash, it. Kevin That's Nash. why we watched it for our podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, one of the listeners. Like, and he, it's funny because he he's visibly beat up from years of wrestling. Like oh, he yeah. can't move in like his sequences. They're all yeah. very like, and he's but he's a giant freak. Well, one thing about that movie is you have to be like multi talented to perform to be in that movie, just like professional wrestling. Where right. it's like, yeah, you can't. Channing Tatum is fucking amazing in that movie. I, I, because sexy he's a, as fuck. Because he's a solid actor. I won't give him a we great... We curse on here, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a solid actor, but he's a great dancer. And you see that in wrestling. You got to be great physical, but you also got to be have well, mic skills. I say this in the special, but it's like the most, the biggest star in the world is The Rock. Right. Who... W- to be the top professional wrestler is one of the best of all time, arguably the best wrestler of all time. You have to wear so many crowns of talent to the point where if you could be that successful at professional wrestling, then you could take over the world. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, and if if Hulk Hogan had like some positivity in his bones, he could have went <laughs> on like if he wasn't right. a monster, he could have he would still be doing but shit. But he also is a big star, right? right. He's, He's had still- his shortcomings now, but he has like 5,000 movies. Right, right. You know and he d- he did it for a while. He just doesn't have the staying power of the rock cuz the rock has yet to like absolutely tarnish himself Yeah, and the rock's way. operating on another level. Like yeah, he's like the, part machine. Yeah, he's <laughs> got he's he's got like that gene that gets broken in uh, uh, that like that's broken in a positive way where it's like, I guess I could live my life fully towards just one goal, you know, like, and he's capable of it. Like it's three 30 AM and we're hitting the gym, the Brahma bull. I'm like eating cod. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? He, he operates like I, he inspires me so much. That's another thing uh, like about professional wrestlers. These guys, their schedule is like insanity. Right. And I'm always trying to live. I'm tr- I'm trying to catch up to the rock. That's like how I'm trying to live my life. <laughs> but whenever I'm like operating at whatever I think is my peak capacity, it falls so below where he is at. Yes. That it it makes me feel terrible. Like he's up at 3 a.m. working out. Like I get if I get there at 9 a.m. to the gym, which I like I today I did I took a 9:20 class. I'm like patting myself on the back but i also don't have a regular job right 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 you're not you're not also flying from dubai to america because you're in like six different uh huge yeah. franchises this guys working 18 hour days if i shoot a commercial for a day oh i'm like I'm i earned yeah, yeah. i earned smoking weed and laying in bed all day uh then and even if the people make the argument like yeah but he's the rock like he's got a whole gym set up because he's all set up i'm like yo if i was on set i'm taking a nap when i get a break i'm not gonna <laughs> hit the fucking iron palace right, right. I'm not, yeah i'm not gonna do dips in my fucking trailer yeah, like i guess sell headphones in my, at my, <laughs> during lunch <laughs> i uh, i will say like 
The Rock has that thing where he has the drive, he has the capabilities, and then he gets that other unseen layer of like when you're very successful, when you have money. Right. When you have Chris Pratt money and you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to hire uh, uh, Mac from uh, It's Always Sunny, got really f- ripped Love for that. one season. And then he got fat. And then he got, well, he got fat first. Yeah, and then yeah. he got really ripped for the next <laughs> season. He had fat Mac and then ripped Mac. Yeah. And jacked Mac, he posted on uh, uh, Instagram, he was like, look, it's really a simple way to get this ripped. And then he just like breaks down. He's like, uh, train six to seven days a week. Make sure you recover. Sleep nine hours a day. Do not drink. Do not eat carbs. Do not uh, pay a nutritionist to deliver your food at your house every day. Uh, pay uh, an inordinate amount of money for a trainer to keep you on fit. Blah, blah, blah. Take these supplements. Do this. And and he was just like pointing out. He's like, I'm able to do this because I have money. And like yeah. the drive. Like- it, it is true. Like money help. Mo- uh- Fitness is a wealthy man's game. Right, uh, right, right. Because yeah. there's so much mental manipulation it takes to be in great shape that, like, if you could throw money at the, at the mental manipulation of it, right. which is that, like, all right, you want to go to some fancy gym or whatever, that, like, tricks your brain, like, oh, or, I want to go there. It's or cool do I want to make, there. I want to hire someone who comes to my house and, and trains me. Right. I, don't, I just have to wake up and drink at my, uh, and eat my delivered healthy breakfast yeah. and, my deli- and my assistant-made protein shake. Like, when you get super wealthy, you can, like... Uh, automate all the hard stuff about getting to the gym. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you can have a gym in your house now. You don't have to fucking wait for the nine twenty CrossFit class yeah. to start. Yeah. My my successful friend gets uh he gets the uh I think it's like the TB twelve or whatever. He gets the the Tom Brady <laughs> meal plan mailed oh, to his house. Uh, see, which is like vegan meals, but also packed with. Athlete level protein, right, right, and That's, it's expensive as fuck. <laughs> but it's something you can just do when you have money. And then, but if you talk about the mental hoops, you if you if you're like, this is what Tom Brady eats. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> I'm, I'm, je- I'm ready. I'm ready to fucking fuck Giselle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always been ready to fuck Giselle. No, I'm not. I just want that on record. I need to eliminate nightshades from my diet before I start fucking Giselle. Yeah, Gabers, you're not ready to fuck Giselle yet. I eat too many tomatoes and eggplants. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just text me when you're ready. I'll set it up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'll set Thank it up. you. I know I should stop texting you that I'm not ready. Yeah. There's no reason, no no reason to keep you. Well, you hit me up every Monday. <laughs> I'm like still I'm not ready. <laughs> I know it works out good for uh, Tiff. I you- want I want to fucking I want to get jacked. I want to get rich so I can get. Also, going you, you, to jump you, back to this a little yeah, bit yeah. real quick is like the stress of trying to make money is, you know, for everyone. But in our business, it's like. It's about time. But if you make if you make a bunch of money and then you're like, I'm off for two weeks and it's not stressful, then you could fucking just work out and like focus on that. And it's oh, like yeah. the dream is like I'm like, I can't wait till I have money so I feel okay exercising. <laughs> this business does a great job of making you think like, all right, life starts tomorrow. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's I, a, that's, that's a- another thing I've been talking about on this podcast a lot was I always have been saying like, oh, I'll learn to surf once. Like when I was like 25, I'm like, there's so many things I want to do in life, right. and uh, but I want to I want to learn to surf again. I haven't surfed since I was in high uh, high school and college. So I was like, yeah, that's something I'll do someday once my career is going. I'm gonna get scuba certified once my career is going. I'm gonna do this, and now I'm gonna be 37. I mean, I'm 37 when this episode comes out, so this is yeah. 12 years later. My career hasn't taken off yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's done. I'm doing fine. I'm not complaining about how my yeah, career yeah, is yeah. going. But this imaginary benchmark I set up, and I'm like, oh my god, I have to start doing things because 
what if I'm never get to the level like I've set up this like fake barrier in my head that yeah. I'm like once I have 500 grand in savings in a house I'll do whatever I want yeah. it's like I don't have anything sometimes I forget I'm married because I'm like <laughs> oh once once my life starts and then I get married and you're like oh you're just blocking out the fact that like your life is blowing you by I know while you're chasing this dream yeah uh, it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. I got, I'm but also do you want to live any other way no I heard somebody on a podcast maybe it was Sebastian Maniscalco, uh, who's uh, who, funniest. Who, of course, we, you and I should love. <laughs> Did you watch his new special? I haven't. Yeah, I haven't yet. Oh, it's really uh, funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're my brother. Those are my brother's. Fa- uh, my brother's favorite comic too. They're, yeah, yeah. My oh, mom, I love him. My mom got my brother and sister-in-law uh, tickets to see him at the Garden for Christmas. Like, yeah, that's like a fucking Long Island gift. If I he, ever heard one. Absolutely. Yeah, he's got. I mean, he's got like four shows. <laughs> four shows that you could have seen, uh, <laughs> but this came out after. <laughs> but um, like he had, he said something where we, he, about the business because. You know, once you get successful, they just interview you dead serious. If you get serious to be a comic, every interview is just like, you know, I slept in a truck or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's because every comic eventually has to transition to like, I'm mostly into saving animals now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. a painter. I'm an archer. Right. You know? <laughs> I'm not saying that he's doing that, but in the interview, yeah. he said, uh, you, he was like, but isn't it so exciting that like you, that like you can wake up any day and everything's changed? And I do think that like I am. Like I had, you know, that you have those like win moments that make life, that make this business very exciting, that it's a certain type of personality. (laughs) Right. Well, are addicted to that, that rush. Well, that's, yeah, of course. Well, that's the thing too. And and that's the thing that keeps you in the business uh, uh, 15 years after graduating (laughs) college, uh, where you're like, I've had enough flashes and seen people around me that like it still could happen for you at any time. Yeah. So you just like keep grinding. You're like, it could, I could still pop. Like now I'm <laughs> yeah. like, and, and now I'm almost like set myself up like in a way where, you know, you're like, you know, the like adage of like when, when I was training running, I wouldn't like run anywhere near my house anywhere during the run except for the beginning and the end so that. Like I can get two miles away, and I have to get two yeah, miles yeah, yeah. Back. Even if you walk, right? Yeah, you have like, to so, get back. Like rather than do like a because I could I'll always bail early if I'm passing my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like two more laps. And I'm like, no, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like the version of that is our career is my career now. I'm like almost forty. I'm, it's like I can't like become a teacher now. You know? Like, yeah. So it's like now I'm stuck in the career. I've kind of like trapped myself into like I have no choice but to succeed or to grind until I die. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't. Is it crying till you die? Is an insane thing to talk about when we're talking about wrestling because it's like, oh yeah, it's a fucking sport that will kill people. I mean, wrestlers are dropping left. You know, like all the a lot of the wrestlers from when we were kids are deceased now because, granted, they were living a rough life pre the knowledge of like what damage the drugs and shit they were. opening themselves up to they were like we didn't know about how bad cte and opioid addiction was and shit like that yeah i mean also like whatever kind of like amphetamines you take to like get through the rigorous yeah insane pain, schedule pain meds pain, amphetamines uh steroids to keep the look up yeah uh, yeah, you know? yeah you it's gotta like, stay yoke always <laughs> the cocktail is dangerous at that. and then it's not like these guys like now i bet you like some wrestlers are like after they do raw they go to like cryotherapy and then like fucking <laughs> yeah. go get a massage and then do yoga but i think back then it was like all right let's go do blow with some fucking chicks with tattoo lower Absolutely. back tattoos i yeah. mean it, that's what it was now now it's amazing like now 
the guy. Well, he was the champion until like last week, or whatever. But uh, uh, a couple months back, if there's any, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I don't want. I don't want the marks on here to think that I don't know when AJ Styles lost his belt. I know. Okay. All right. All right. Knock it off, bro. I'm putting it in layman's terms. All right. But the AJ Styles, he like he's 42 years old now, and he's the champion, and he's flipping around like he's 20. You know what I mean? Because of now how these guys take care of themselves, it's right. Really different. They're they're like going full Laird Hamilton and like. But plus, you know, he's like five nine. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's also a guy who's in great. They're in athletic shape. We don't demand them to look like body like yoked up bodybuilders anymore. Also, right, so right, that- right. Like Andre the Giant had like physical, like he had like a physical. The mutation like he was like his like his disease made him a giant yeah and then he they like wielded that <laughs> like oh, yeah. they like, like <laughs> gigantism it made him like this big star yeah he became a star because he was like had a birth defect <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they like harnessed that till he died <laughs> that was when, like wrestling was more of a freak show uh by the way there's still a little bit of freak show elements there and that'll never go away part of what i like about professional wrestling is that it is like a wide array of entertainment it is right and then i think also people like find out how to act like freaks rather than be physical freaks but you still get like some real fucking jacked guys yeah 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 yeah. uh i love i i fucking loved the big dudes because what got me back into wrestling was the video game i was into it like everyone uh you know i wasn't as into it during the attitude era like dx i was kind of into it a little bit but i was of course macho hulk like that uh sean michaels the uh uh, the rockers, all that shit, my childhood. That is the wrestling that I grew up on. I watch it all the time. Then I faded out. Then the the video game WCW NWO got Revenge. me back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but what also got on me, N64 on N64 that, that yeah. game was the best. Still and it the got best me game. on to got me watching Nitro. Yeah, <laughs> and I used to make fun of WCW, but then like the NWO shit was such a funny t- turn. And then I got I was also I realized I was into it because I was lifting weights and shit in high, in high school and then this of course fucking, and then it's of course I was because you're long yeah, begging yeah, yeah. to join Gold's Gym in Belmore because my mom <laughs> my parents wouldn't let me join a gym yeah. because they were worried that I would do steroids or stunt your growth oh yeah. no yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. everyone on Long Island does you know yeah um and then uh. I also got into it because the dudes were fucking jacked. Yeah. And it was awesome to see jacked dudes. I mean, and that's this is starting to get a little homoerotic, but it's like Big Papa that's Pump. Yeah, so we that's part of about that, Magic that's, Mike that's, XXL. I brought that up for barely, there is an element, basically no reason. There is an element of appeal of just like looking at hot men wrestling. Like that's like Absolutely. inarguable. Like I can't believe there's not more gay wrestling fans because it's theater that is also hot men's like body slamming. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, <laughs> this is like the most straight hetero version of like, I don't know why gay dudes don't like it. They're hot guys smashing each other. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, there is an interesting thing where it's like, uh, uh, Talk about because I'm completely I've I have no embarrassment of being like that guy's fucking hot you right. know and I was watching Chan and Tatum I was like this is this is hot well, see I have like a legit crush but, on Joe Manganiello and his convenience oh, yeah. store scene in XXL is unreal oh it's great and he's only hotter to me because he plays yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he plays when he he also plays D and D like Manganiello is a huge D&D fan it makes him my idol I know. <laughs> Well, there's something about all of us guys who are like, uh, you know, I love Magic the Gathering. We all like a nerdy thing also. Right, you got we're it. Less, we're more formulaic than we like to admit. We <laughs> right. try to be like, that's what makes me different. It's like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> but, uh, uh, um, We're going back to uh, uh, hot wrestling guys. Oh, yeah. So, like, I, I, I'm unapologetic on the podcast uh, for, uh, for a while. You know the term kayfabe? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I was using the term gay fabe, where it's like, yo, I'm uh, like, who are you gay for? You know what I'm saying? But not in a way, you know, and um, not, not in a way that's oh, kayfabe, like, to in be case proud. Some, in case some of my listeners don't know what wrestling, kayfabe is your is your shtick, is your character's yeah. like premise, right? You're like, like, uh, and then when they say like, that's don't break kayfabe is like, oh, the rock is doing the eyebrow and being alpha all the time. Like you keep your character up. Yeah. Like uh, the Undertaker when he is the Undertaker that's in kayfabe. Right. When he's Mark Calloway or whatever that's uh <laughs> yeah he's that, that, that's him just being a guy who likes guns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Man, the Undertaker was like the first like we talk about this too much, but the Undertaker was like when when wrestling was like, hey, why are we sticking to reality so much? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that was like the year where they were like, can we have like. Why reality? Let's just make people. Some people are like at cyborgs and shit. It's like, yeah, all right, let's just do it. <laughs> well, so, sometimes it's kind of a risk, right? Like we, like we, when you came on uh, comedians of wrestling, we 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 talked about the Papa Shango moment, the thing that fucked me up as a child. Yeah, yeah. Papa Shango comes out and puts a, a curse. voodoo priest puts a curse on Ultimate <laughs> on Warrior. Ultimate, he starts vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, what is this show? And I, I of course, I like it yeah. even more because now it's like fucking uh, Dungeons Dragons. There's like wizards and fucking war. Warriors, yeah, and I loved it, but it was like uh, when wrestling changed to like break reality. But now I think it's it's swung back, right? There's there's no one whose kayfabe is like otherworldly. The well, listen, there is a couple. We talked about this on the podcast this week. There are a couple of guys who teeter that line. There's this guy Bray Wyatt who's kind of like a cult leader, and he can kind of control the lights a little bit. He has some like some supernatural elements to it, but the. the it's really interesting because he's a fantastic actor. Like this guy could easily be in movies, it, and he uh, uh, probably will be probably in five to be. ten years. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Once uh, Vince grinds him down to a fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once he has no soul left, he come out to Hollywood. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so he can sell he can sell that yeah. right. But then there's this other guy who's like he has this gimmick where it's like if you get me really mad, this guy Finn Balor. If you get me really, by the way, speaking of gay fame, this guy's abs are incredible. I mean, this guy's body is unbelievable. Unbelievable, uh, uh, gorgeous man, uh, like cr- crystal blue eyes. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, for the listeners, Dan, I, yeah. Dan's eyes rolled back in his head and he <laughs> fell asleep for three minutes. I just edited it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, fainted again. But um, uh, he 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 does the thing where it's like when he's angry, he becomes like the demon. But he's not really a great actor. He's more of like a heartthrob. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, so the and, demon character doesn't land. No, so no, much. no. People love it. But you don't buy it. You're like, oh, it's more for fun. Right. Whereas the other guy with selling, and I think that's part of what makes wrestling so good, and like Undertaker, you kind of like are like, oh, no, you're like a little scared. Yeah, you're like, oh, Undertaker's going to put so-and-so in the coffin? Yeah. That means they're dead? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wait, why are you wrestling a guy who just got out of the ground? Right. So it's amazing someone can sell you. Like, they're wearing a, you know the costume is dumb. You you know it's a costume. But then sometimes you're like, he might be a Satanist. <laughs> I mean, know, he's got he's spandex <laughs> on and gloves. Yeah. He could easily be an undead character. Yeah. Because uh, I, I loved The Brood when they came around, yeah. too. Bloodbath, Gangrel. <laughs> Gangrel, the ed, uh, Edge, Edge, and, and Christian. Christian. Yeah. yeah. Three dudes pretending to be vampires yeah. <laughs> at peak, like, Twilight. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, such yeah, a yeah. funny idea. Yeah, it was so, it was amazing. And they would give a bloodbath. First off, they'd come out like a, they would, they would raise from the, from the stage. Yes. And they would have, like, a goblet of blood. Yeah. That they would drink, it. yeah, and then spit it out, and then they would bloodbath people. They would like, like pour on, pour blood on people. It was so awesome. Yeah, it was so fun. It's great. I love that. Great shit. act. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. And like, and that's why I 
think, and then there's also, in addition to buff bodies and weird kayfabe, there's also like truly athletic, insane, like, you know, it's like fucking Waterworld stunt show shit where you're like. Yeah. Well, that's why it's in terms of like, oh, there's something for everyone, right? Like, yeah. uh, Undertaker's not like, well, he's, he was a good wrestler, but I'm saying uh, he's not like doing uh, big splashes. Off, you know, he's right, not doing right. big, big flips and stuff like that. But the character you're resting in. But then there's like this guy coming up right now in, in WWE. I mean, he's a pretty well-established guy. Like Ricochet, who literally like he floats. Like he yeah. can do. I watched him live in the Staples Center do like a. I don't know, 1280 splash or whatever the fuck, like <laughs> off of a cage, like just, and then let's just like land on his feet. No problem. It's so awesome. Yeah, and and to me, that's the thing. It's amazing when, when people, everybody loves, like I, I love Marvel movies. I love the MCU. Like I'm all, I'm all about right, it. But it's so fake looking. Right. It's I'm so, so fake. tired of how fake it looks. This guy Ricochet had a moment where he was in the, his enemies up on the ramp, talking shit to him on the mic. Ricochet's in the ring. And the guy's like, you know what? Anything you could do, I could do better. And then Ricochet, from the ring, just runs at the ropes, flips over, lands on his feet on the metal on the metal ramp with his head down, lifts his head up, puts his arms out, like, what now? And you're like, you know, there's like a, a team of like 500 people who make Chris Evans look like he can do that. Yeah, right. and this guy did it in one take on yeah. live and, television. And, and, and some people are in the stadium. Uh, some people are in the arena seeing yeah. it live. Like someone's doing that in front of them. Right. It's so fucking it's, cool. It's amazing. And, 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 they, and, and also the fact that it's like, you can't just get over. You can't, in terms of like, you can't just like uh, uh, have the crowd love you and and be like great by just doing that flip. That's what, that's why I, I don't like Cirque du Soleil. Right. When I go to Cirque du Soleil, I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. They're very talented that one way, but they don't entertain me as a full package. Right. This guy knows I can't just flip. I need to lift my head up cinematically, cinematically and be like, let's do and this. put it out right. Yeah. So. Th- the fact that the, that's what uh, that's when the la- talent, the layers of talent come in, right? Where right, I start right. being like, "This is an amazing form of entertainment," <laughs> right? It makes total sense. Yeah, oh, that's so fun. Um, oh, here's another thing I like about wrestling. Um, it it's very interesting. It's like a funhouse mirror to the period, the time periods that like you can always track like. Back in the eighties, it was like uh, the rush. The bit, Russians were always like the bad guys. Yeah. Then it was like fucking uh, the Iron Sheik when yeah. the things got weird in Iran. And then it's like now there's like alt right guys and Dude. like liberal. There's like a. I mean, this isn't in WWE, but isn't there like yeah. someone called like the liberal hero or whatever? There's the progressive liberal. The progressive he wears liberal. Hillary that's, on his trunks. That's so <laughs> fucking funny yeah. to me. And to be like, he's a heel, right? Yeah. Yeah, everybody <laughs> hates him. Yeah. That's so. Funny. He was that- a Hillary supporter, <laughs> right. and he came out like with his trunks had like polka dots of Hillary's face on it. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, that's like so fun. But I think like you've seen that a lot over the years. Like when like you know like when when Booker T and uh, and those guys the Harlem Heat came out, it was sort of like during like. When uh, black people were doing more and more shit, like probably you know, near the LA riots yes, or whatever, exactly. like probably around that time, right. I, I, like, I can't totally map it. Right, but there's like always like there's always someone that they're because they're trying to get some juice off the zeitgeist. Always right. when like hick culture and like manliness was big, like Stone Cold like pioneered that. Right, like he like made being a redneck like popular again. Yeah, <laughs> like- <laughs> well, even on a smaller level, though, like. Um, 
when uh, True Detective, the first season, not let's not talk about it, the season that shall not be named. Uh, uh, have you watched season three at all? Though no, I haven't seen the first. Episode. I just watched the Is first two apps. I enjoy it. It has to be good, right? Like they, I'm gonna butcher his name, but Mahashara Ali. Yeah, he, he's so good. At yeah, this. he's an amazing actor. He's, he's an amazing. He was in House of Cards first, right? It was he. I don't know him from that. I know yeah, yeah. him from Moonlight. Yeah, and he's, Green yeah. Book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. But um, uh, so when True Detective came out, no, I'm saying this guy Bray Wyatt, like he had kind of that, like uh, that that the vibe of the, those villains. You know what I mean? Like that vibe. Oh, he of, like, played a, into like, like a, a Carcosa, a Cajun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like and like a a, a villain like that. But even like right remember, now, remember when like when martial arts was like a big thing in like the nine, 80s and 90s, and yeah. then all of a sudden it's like Steve Blackman, Steve Blackman, dude, <laughs> yeah. one of my favorites, uh, Rich Franklin, yeah, Steve Blank, Dan Severn, Ken Shamrock, yeah, they brought like MMA guys just into wrestling because MMA was like blowing up and martial arts were blowing up, and Ricky the Steamboat Dragon, like people were, ju- they were just like, look, now we could just have guys do karate, you right. know, and it's cool as hell, yeah. Um, uh, uh, uh <laughs> so what are some? Help me. Uh, here, here's a good one. Like yeah. Daniel Bryan right now is the the champion on SmackDown, and his gim- So and, and and also this taps into like also authenticity, which is another thing in Magic Mike XXL. Bringing up a lot of topics, but uh, uh, is like his gimmick right now is like he's angry at people for being like consumers. He's like, why are you making signs? Like you're wasting paper. He went up to the concession stand the other day and was just like, this is processed hot dogs. You people, you disgusting people, eat this. You poison your bodies and like you know what I mean. And he's a good guy. No, he's a heel. Oh, he's a okay. bad guy. That's, that's, that makes it even funnier to me. Yeah, he's like yeah. taking a positive, just like- He's right. He's 100% right. right. And that makes him a bad guy, which he I think is like, the funniest <laughs> thing. It's yeah. like, no, we want to eat poison hot dogs, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> like, <that's laughs> the merchandise. He was like, merchandise, look at this. You're making gloves, AJ Styles gloves. Like, this is so wasteful. <laughs> yeah, <that's> so fun. <laughs> you spend your money on this. There are people who need food in yeah. Africa. <laughs> he's looking at, he was like picking up like the people- plastic that, that the gloves, like the, the memorabilia gloves are in wrapped in plastic like, look at this plastic yeah. this wrapped this yeah and people are like boo you you yeah. asshole we want the fucking shitty plastic oh, yeah. gloves then AJ came out and bought everybody hot dogs and he's the good guy <laughs> <laughs> he's poised, like he, po- he is like he's like the fun stepdad who the real dad's yeah. like don't give my kid hot dogs yeah. <laughs> that's really funny um, the other dude I hear a lot about uh, is Brow Strowman Braun Strowman Braun Strowman yeah, I, mean, I love this dude he flipped the limo on Monday yeah. <laughs> he flipped, oh, he fl- I saw him flipped, flip an ambulance yeah he flipped the ambulance he's flipped uh, he's flipped uh, like a uh, what do you call him like a you know a tra- tractor trailer or whatever <laughs> he flips he flips everything that's all he does I say that in my stand up special where I'm like like, re- like people are like oh wrestling um because, you know, I, I said something about how, like, Glow gets no respect. Everyone loves Glow, but no one talks about the fact that, like, they don't give the wrestling any credit. You the know wrestling's what I mean? amazing. Yeah. Allison Brie is a fucking right. badass, But dude. also they're like, oh, it's not a wrestling show. But I'm like, neither is wrestling. I was like, the top star right now just flips cars in the parking lot. <laughs> right, like, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no one cares. Like, his wrestling's fine. No one even talks about right. his wrestling. It's just the fact that, like, if you fuck with him, he might flip your car over. <laughs> I think I would be good at wrestling. Well, that's what I was gonna say uh, before. I uh, think I could because I might. You would have been. They, they would kill for someone like you with the mic skills that you have. The the thing that the hardest thing is that to be a wrestler baseline, you have to be able to wrestle, right. which takes a high level of uh, athleticism. Right, and so that already weeds out a lot of people. And then the people get through. A lot of them are not going to be great, very charismatic, oh, great yeah. on the microphone because they're focused on. Be, being a wrestler. Yeah, because they're ex-wrestlers, bodybuilders, weightlifters, athletes of some sort that right. got into wrestling. But like, Because in wrestling, if you're good on the microphone, 
you could take over. Like CM Punk was like one of the biggest stars ever on the, because of his microphone work, but he's a puny. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, I should just fucking do HGH for like a year and a half and then try go to the fucking power plant. Well, truthfully, <laughs> you could wrestle like As this. Is. You'd have and to and get... I have to just make that my gimmick is well, that I'm like the slob. And yeah. I'm like, I don't have to fucking work out to beat these <laughs> pussies, you know? And I, I would be a, a huge face if I was like, I don't exercise. <laughs> <laughs> you truthfully, you, if you, you wouldn't even have to really recognize it. Like, you wouldn't even have, like, Samoa Joe's like pretty fat. They don't really talk about his weight that much because it's just like he's good at wrestling like, i think self-deprecating is like something that isn't in wrestling that much which oh, yeah. i think would be so because it's got to be so big ego but i want to be the guy who's like shits on himself and roasts everyone oh that'd be great i was thinking i was on the way i was listening i'm very obsessed with the steve perry singer of journey oh, yeah. uh, 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 uh because he's kind of like a tool yeah but, but uh, what's it, what's the is sherry the big song he had like early on Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he, he, like, yeah. And, yeah, he had Sherry, and then he had uh, Foolish Heart. You know? <laughs> Please stop singing. <laughs> Foolish Heart. Can we edit that out? No. Okay. But uh, uh, like, but every as so I was watching an interview with him, and I was like, they got a Steve Perry wrestler. <laughs> like that's where my brain goes. Where I'm like, oh, what would that gimmick be like? He's that's like an really extreme douche. Like <laughs> that's a, a really voice of gold. <laughs> that's a really funny. Like you can like really, you can come up with. Uh, wrestlers like SNL characters, you'd be like, what would be like a funny thing to play? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but that that would be a really fun premise to be the guy whose gimmick changes every time he's on. Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, Mick Foley did it, right? Mick well, Foley, yeah, yeah. Had, like, he the was face of Foley came in the Royal Rumble with three different characters. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't know about this. I knew that he played characters over time. Right? He was uh, mankind. Texas Pete or something like that? <laughs> Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. <laughs> Texas Pete. <laughs> so close. They're he both, the hot sauce. Yeah, they're both hot sauce names, more or less. Um, and then he was also Mick Foley. He wrestled as Mick Foley. No, Dude Love. Oh, Dude Love, the hippie guy, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's so funny. I didn't know he then did the Royal Rumble and came out three separate yeah, he, times. He was three entrants and he didn't win. <laughs> Guys, that shit doesn't happen in the Olympics. Well, that's another thing about wrestling. People are like, oh, it's fake, it's scripted. Which, by the way, if you have that, this fuck you, whatever. But, but like, also, well, who says like I can't watch fucking Thirty Rock? It's scripted. Yeah, but also forget <laughs> about the, if people's argument. I think if you think about it, 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 what they would come back at is is just like, well, it's pretending to be a competition. But you're like, well, it's wrestling is above winning and losing. Uh, Mick Foley almost never won a match ever, and he was a guy. And he was—he's one of the best wrestlers of, of all time, <laughs> right. and he's fat and out of shape. Yeah, I mean, and he, and he looks like a dude who's like uh, would like right. pee next to you at a gas station bathroom. He'd be terrified, right? <laughs> but also, even the best wrestlers, uh, the co- competition-wise, right. no one stays champ for too long. No. Because it's like it's about the drama, it's about the usurping. It's Game of Thrones. It's like yeah, it's like so and so beat so and so, so and so beat so. Uh, well, look, you know about the Money in the Bank briefcase, right? Cause now, that, that talk is... to me about this because now I've seen it a, a couple of times and I hear the expression and I don't. F- I'm I'm I have watched like almost zero wrestling. It's that- actually the best part about professional wrestling, in my opinion. Like, if this doesn't interest you, then you probably won't like wrestling. Wait, who are the Long Island? Uh, so, let's go back to Money in the Bank yeah. in a second. But who are the Long Island wrestlers? Is Zach Ryder at a Long Zach Island? Zach Ryder's a Long Island wrestler. Mick Foley, a uh, Long Island guy. Long Island's got some fucking. Yeah, I saw him at News Twelve. <laughs> I saw him. I was at. New- you remember the Long Island Challenge? Yeah, yeah. the game show. Yes, <laughs> you, uh, we went there to be. I was in the audience for the Long Island Challenge. 
college, and uh, and uh, we used to go to like support uh, Eric's high school. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and then when I walked out of there, Mick Foley there, just doing a News 12 segment. Awesome. Yeah, it's just like long, the most Long Island shit ever. I fucking love. Uh, I'm gonna be. I follow Zach Ryder on Instagram. Don't watch wrestling, but I'm yeah. just like this Long Island wrestler. I'm in, dude. Yeah. We did uh, for my podcast. We did a uh, eight hour episode uh, where we. It was a whole thing. Oh, where I we, think you texted me about that. You're like, are you free at all? I'm like, I'm busy the whole day. You're like, I'm I'm recording for eight hours. I'm like, I, that's yeah. crazy. That's how you know someone doesn't like you. Yeah, I'm uh, like, I can't make I anything. can't make it to your eight hour episode. You could pop in during a full work day, uh, and I know you don't have a job. I'm sorry, busy. <laughs> but yeah, like we recorded that because uh, it was like a thing when we hit like a hundred patrons. I was like, as a bonus, like I'll record the eight hour episode, and in it we like ranked all professional wrestlers. We have like a we have like a working Google Doc, right? And you can't like, just moving stuff around. Oh, it's still open. It's still open. We, we take we take voicemails from people and I'll adjust it. You know what I mean? It's never done. Oh, that's really funny. But it's a living document like the Constitution. Absolutely. 100%. It's 100%, your Constitution. To bring it to the ultimate wrestling, <laughs> politics. Politics? It, the re, there's... Oh, God. Let's go. talk about this. Let's go. Yeah. Trump is successful in politics because he was successful yeah. in wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> he is a WWE Hall of Famer. Right. See, that's my thing. That's that's my joke that's in the special, but it's but it is true. It's like you know, and a lot of the best jokes are just true, which is like uh like people are like wrestling is not real, it's fake, and you're like the well, president's in the, the hall president's of fame. The president's in the hall of fame. <laughs> the co-founder of WWE is the small business administrator <laughs> in the presidential cabinet. Yeah. You know what I mean? The biggest movie star in the world is a professional wrestler. It's like right. the problem with wrestling it might be is that it's too real. It's what if you think it's fake, it's taking over the fucking <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah. Because everybody gets worked by workers. Like we call professional wrestlers workers. They can really work you. These wrestlers are getting Oh, they could get elected because they know how to work you. And that's the thing about watching professional wrestling that I would argue is actually a big deal. And actually, even my wife, who despises professional wrestling, I teach her these terms and I talk about... I'll literally compare... Real things happen in your life to like storylines in wrestling where I, the fans thought this, but what was really going on was that, and how the scripted storyline was all, while they are scripting. Also, there's real drama going on underneath it, and how that actually affects and changes the plan. And you're like, well, professional wrestling fans know about getting work. Know when you're like, I thought something completely different and it wasn't true, and you see people lie to your face on television so hard. Yeah, right. And you start to like that. You start realizing. People in real life will do this to you. Right. Like <laughs> Donald Trump. Like, if you're a supporter of Donald Trump, look, I'm not even judging you for that or whatever, but I am. If you, but yeah. Well, well <laughs> I am also. I right. mean, let's be real here. Right. But, that, but you that's are not the point work. of this argument. You're, like, he's this lying. Wall, to you. The wall is a work. Yeah. Yeah, it's his scam. He doesn't really like. Oh, I need that wall because he cares so much about the country, right? It's his. It's his vanity project, right? right? And it's, and like, it's to get reelected. So that's the work of it. Fuck, dude. Yeah, we're being worked. <laughs> and just so he and you can you saw it in his debates. He's got mic skills. Let's it's, talk about that. I mean, sorry, I'm blowing up here, but you're hitting on what I love, which is like he. I had friends who said to me during the second presidential debate, uh, Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton, where uh, where he literally opened it up. By the way, opened. He had a his 
pre-show was uh, having all the Clinton accusers in a row. No shame. This game, like, like, but that, but that's the shit where it's like <laughs> right. you know, like the the two wrestlers that have beat you are sitting in the front row and they're or they're in my corner. You know, like right. oh, your former tag team partner has flipped and now he's in my corner. Right. And, and he's the king of promotes all counterpoints, but not actually diving into the issue. It's like I'll just pivot here. Like it's all about yeah. like uh, oh, okay, it's well, reactionary. Right. It's, it's like whatever right. Mean Gene asks you, just respond. Yeah, yeah. Dontrell is an incredible. Performer. Uh, and, and during that debate, if you go watch it, look at the transcript. The guy can barely speak English. Right. You know, but I had friends who were like, I think he won. And the term winning a debate is pro wrestling. How do you win? How do you, what do you mean by win? Yeah. You don't even know what, like, I have friends, it's like, they don't know what's happening in Syria. It's like, I like this answer better on Syria because he was angrier, he was louder. And this is what women are complaining about now. It's part of it. You know, my right. wife says to me, just because you're louder doesn't mean you're right. And I oh, go, like, that's wrestling. Well, that's been like something I've been running into just in life now is because I've, like people are always like you step all over women in conversation. I want I want to be like I step all over everyone in conversation. Yeah. So I'm like, but then I have to be like extra cognizant of it. Like when I'm doing improv or on a podcast, I'm like I will just scream. Like this is why having you on is like no problem. It's no, like we'll just scream I, I'm, over I'm each other. I'm used to it. Like let's battle it right. out. There's a constant microaggression <laughs> happening. Here. But I feel I feel bad when I'm like, oh my god, did I just talk over someone? Because I'm not even. And it's not because they're a woman, I don't think their ideas are valid. It's because they're not me, I don't think their ideas are valid. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing to do with that. I don't think any other guy has any. I don't listen to men who are loud either. But Hillary didn't even take a drink of water. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. her plan was like, I ha can't show, I can't show any weakness. This guy's slurping, he's like, yeah. he's snorting, and people are like, hey, he, he won because he literally was just like, I'll lock you up. Remember that moment when he goes, I think people think he won that debate because he goes like, she was like, yeah, well, hopefully uh, you and you don't win. And he goes, yeah, because or you'd be in jail. I forget the exact line. Right, right. And then everyone went in the crowd. Oh, it's like a, a wrestling reaction. And then <laughs> if you look at the polling, it was like, oh, he won there because. People are getting worked. It's just, it's not about the actual substance yeah. of answers and he's anymore. Not, he, there's nothing he can lock her up for. Like, yeah. not, <laughs> he doesn't say for these reasons. Yeah. No, he just gets it. And he gets people going like, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Lock yeah. her up. Um, build the wall. Uh, the migrant caravan. The, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Everyone in the crowd reacts to it. Yeah. What does it mean? No, it means nothing. nothing. It just nothing. means I'm the rock and I'm here. Like he's not like he's not giving you like any information. He's just like, can yeah. you smell? La, la, la. And everyone's like, fuck yeah. And I'm not taking it out on the rock. I'm saying then Trump just comes out and he goes like the migrant caravan. Well, I don't even tell you if like what to do about it. it I just say the, it's coming. Absolutely. And also, the t I didn't even know the term caravan in that context before that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like caravan. I was like, whoa, oh, that like sounds, a dodge. <laughs> Wait, Am I going to swim practice <laughs> in 1997? <laughs> but, bro, like, I'm saying, uh, uh, we talked about this in, in the eight-hour episode, actually. Uh, like, we, 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 because we had so much time. <laughs> yeah, you got to fill it. <laughs> Should we get into politics? Rock? Nothing. We reviewed the, three episodes of SNL that had nothing to do with wrestling. <laughs> You're, like, digging deep. We, we played a full episode of House of Cards, Kevin Spacey won. Oh, man, dude, we had no, we had no, pro it was just, like, I knew, it was me and my five buddies, and I was, like, I know we could talk about wrestling for eight hours straight, and then we went nine hours. <laughs> That's the most damn black shit. <laughs> Guys, we went over. <laughs> we went over. Did you put up one nine-hour episode? I had to break it into chunks. I had to break it into two because it, <laughs> it wouldn't even upload to Patreon. <laughs> 
It was too big. That's fucking awesome. But no, but I'm saying like we talked about the rock. I'm saying the point is that yeah, you're right. If you smell, he goes, "Do you smell with cooking?" Actually, nothing about the rock makes sense. His, His character, the is, Brahma bull, the if you smell what I'm cooking, poontang pie. Uh, yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. Electricity, like right. And then he also kind of weaved in and out of heel and face in like yeah. the smartest way, where he was just throwing out so much general cool shit yeah. that you were just like, I love The Rock. And you were like, he's like ethnically ambiguous and then like <laughs> everything ambiguous. You know, I have no idea what his character ever believed. Well, it's the power of performance. performance. And that's what we're saying when we're debating, like, Trump is performance. He, yeah. He's he's a great performer. People And people, when people say he's not a good performer, they're they're doing his bidding. Right, like they're doing when people are like, "Oh, he's not funny." You're like, "No, no, no, he's very funny." Yeah, uh, you're you're wrong. He's maybe one of the funniest. <laughs> he's hilarious. He's the funniest president we've ever had, and I hate that. Right, but Obama was also a worker, right? Yeah, he, yeah. Like you know, they're all. He was also working you because he wanted you. He does slow jam the news. It's like, oh, you yeah, have this. Yeah, yeah. He's like he works you like Mr. Rogers. But that's the way you want to be worked. Yeah, you that's the way you should be worked by your president. Is like yeah. charmed. Yeah, not fucking bullied. Right. <laughs> like, I want so badly for the Democrats to have me. Just in early rounds of debates, yeah. so I could just get up there and fucking roast Trump and <laughs> and take all the fucking heat, and then get out of there and let Warren, Biden, whoever fucking <laughs> yeah. go to the top. But just come in there, just to go shut the fuck up yeah. and, and play his game. Yeah, well, that's it. I don't get to talk about this with a lot of people, and this is not fully wrestling, though he, our president is in the Hall of Fame. This Donald is Trump is a Queens dude. He's so Long Island. He's like so many dudes I know from Long Island where it's like I'm fake alpha blue collar and I'm I'm blue collar in my <laughs> attitude only despite I'm a fucking mortgage broker and I make 125 grand and I have a five bedroom house in like uh, Dick's Hills. Yeah. But I'm a conservative because in my head it's bootstraps and family and like I can fix my tire. I, I would ride a horse. I will defend my family to death. It's all these like this faux alpha bullshit and it just... I can see through it so much, and I, I I'm sure a lot of pe- a lot of people can. Obviously, it's so blustery Long Island bullshit for Trump to be like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like the most on brand shit for him to be like. Absolutely. And it's so and it's so so and like when he talks about Long Island, he's like, and I've been there. You know, there's MS13 is in every corner of the Sunrise Highway. You know, when he's doing that shit, you're like, this is just shit I've heard like my uncle say. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. and it's so it, it triggers me in such a way. And on top of the politics of it all, I'm like, I know this type of guy. Right. And they're fucking always, some of them are fun. Often they are funny. And you kind of have to be like, ha, ah, that was funny. But like, make sure you don't say that ever in, in, in mixed company yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He's like that fucking guy. He's like a, a Long Island uncle. And I can't stand that he's succeeding. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I, he might not technically be succeeding. <laughs> well, I have no idea. But if you talk, <laughs> if you listen to him, he might trick you into the succeeding, which he will work you. Right. Because he, everything he says is very calculated. He never, like, he never says, I'm sorry. Like, there's words he never, like, it's, it, you, it's methodical and it's in his book. It's it's in a it's in the Art of the, of the Deal, deal yeah. where it's like here's the six rules like so that's why this government shutdown will never end because of him because he because he will never go no. back like Nancy like the the Democrats are gonna have to be like hey there's too many people suffering and this guy's fucking crazy and then, and then he then gets to go gonna, Pelosi caved absolutely she caved she he doesn't handle care. it she couldn't handle it females they're not built out for this <laughs> yeah right Fe- females can't handle a shutdown right <laughs> and so it's uh. 
the performance aspect that that's that's what's like is so frustrating to me is like when it's like performance people take performance as fact yes and that's what you learn as a professional wrestling fan it's like the power of and it's not even everyone's fault by the way we all have kayfabe versions of ourselves we all have like we all have this is what i put on when i'm speaking to people because you're we wear masks every right. day. We're wearing masks. Yeah. And so professional wrestling is just a heightened version I'm definitely of that like, I'm definitely a different person when it's just me and Tiff hanging out, like having dinner. Absolutely. Than when it is me and like six friends. Like I'm 100%. I'm very similar, but I'm way cuter and like politer when Absolutely. it's just me and Tiff. But I'm busting way more balls when it's not. Yeah. And it's like, that's okay. You're allowed to be like, have you know, you're allowed to be. Uh, business Barbie and Malibu Barbie. Right. Yeah. And professional wrestling is the blend of that, right? It's the blend of, of, uh, of there's times where uh, be, to get over as a professional wrestler for whatever reason, you have to be semi-authentic, right? right. You know, and that is, <laughs> I keep going back to Magic Mike XXL, right, but, but there is a moment where literally like Channing Tatum is talking to Joe Manganiello and he's like, yo, uh, like, do you even want to be a fireman? You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. do you? He's like, no, but the fireman thing works. And he's like, w- would you even the song? He's like, the song's smashing, man. Or like, the song's a banger. And he's like, yeah, yeah but would you listen to it? Because he's like, when I played Pony, and by the way, that's the most mo- pro wrestling thing ever that he just consciously talks about Pony, the cool moment from the last. Right, <laughs> like, right. He's like, oh, yeah. he's just- when I beat mankind. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. people are just like referencing stuff like. Uh, part of wrestling is like keep reminding people of the exposition. It's right. like at SummerSlam, I will be facing so and so. At the previous <laughs> pay per view, I defeated so and so. Tonight, I am carrying the money money in the bank. Ba- we got to remember oh, what yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, 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 money in the bank briefcase. But keep going. But no, no. But I'm saying, he's Mike, like, it's like he's like no. Well, like he's like well, Pony, and he's like talking about his moment, and he's he's basically Channing. That's work shoot. Like Channing Tatum is celebrating the success of his moment in that old movie that made him a big star right. by being like, hey, you remember Pony? Which is like he's saying it in character as yeah. a uh, as Mike Lane. Not the Mike Lane that we know. But, uh, different. The, the character. Very different Mike Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not shoot Mike Lane. Kayfabe yeah. <laughs> Mike Lane. Uh, 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 he's like, well, you remember that? Like, that's just that just came natural to me, me being myself. That song, I really, when I listened to that song, I felt actually sexy. And I like was able to bring my sexuality to that performance in an authentic way. And that's what he's saying, which is part of what works in pro, fresh, pro wrestling, which is like why the Montreal screw job was like the biggest moment ever, where it was like, all right, well, this is where the writing of like, hey, we got to give Brett the title, Brett the Hitman Hart the title, because he's going to another company. We have to take the title off of him because he's going to another company and we don't want him to go with our title. But he was like, I don't want to. So then he was like, all right, well, the script, he's like, I don't want to. And Vince is like, well, I have to do it to protect my brand. So he went out there and then Earl Hebner, the ref, was in on it and then called the match. And so that Shawn Michaels won the title so that Brett well, so that, that that he protected his brand, and then he spit on live television, even though we know it's a scripted thing. Spit in Vince McMahon's face, and then it's documented. He went to the back and then punched Shawn Michaels. He punched Vince McMahon oh, in the face. Oh, Vince McMahon! Right, right, right. Uh, for those of you who are like, even if you're not into wrestling, yeah. like I'm not into the game. Was Donkey. that too deep? Was that no, too no, 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 no. Yeah, but yeah. I, I want to just give people some background on that. I'm not into the game Donkey Kong, but I fucking love the documentary uh, King of Kong. Right, <laughs> it's very good. You don't have to be into wrestling to love wrestling with shadows. It's right. so fucking right. Is that what? Or called? listen to the comedians of wrestling oh, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to the. We'll get to your plug. But I'm saying, you're talking about wrestling with shadows is like a Brett the Hitman Hart documentary about fucking the Montreal screw job when he got fucked out of this, and it also kind of deals with like what he's and it's 
such a insane portrait of wrestling. And well, it's, do you want to hear another wrinkle? They, they, they so in that documentary they get like they get all the footage backstage. They get everything, and the the the, the, the they were they happen to be filming a Bret the Hart documentary, and then caught the Montreal screw job. You know what I mean? But then now people are like, nah, that might be a work. They're like, they might have known. You know what I'm saying? Like it could easily, it could. You're right. People believe it's like, how do they have? There's one phone call in there where it's Vince and Brett, and it like, I and you hear exactly the audio the, of both, right? You hear the audio of both, and it's like, it makes the movie, it makes the documentary, and because uh, I think it's just like, all right, well, you're gonna win, you're gonna go over, so it's like proof that he's gonna go over, right? And then, and then people are like, how do they have that? And it's true, you know, like yeah, I, and it's crazy, and it's like. And it's because wrestling makes you. It's right. like wrestling will get you to like not believe anything right. in wrestling. You're like, well, is that fake too? Right. Oh, I never even thought of the angle that uh, wrestling either, with shadows is also a work. Someone said that to me, and I was like, because it's on Hulu, you can check it out. And like, I literally. Oh shit, it's on Hulu. That's well, good news. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And well, it was. I don't know. You know, you know, I don't know how these streaming services work. Yeah, me neither, bro. Trust tough me. Tough business. <laughs> tough business, right? Dude, I don't know. Did, did Brett get sag for that? <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like you're like, well, what what can you believe? And then it helps you think about your perception of real life and the people who are in front of you on media, which is the same thing in wrestling. Yeah, we're just being worked by everybody. Yeah, we're being worked by society. Absolutely. Oh, oh fuck. Money in the bank. Did you want to get into Let's that? Let's get into or are it. We yeah. Done? yeah, yeah. Right, I want right. to get into money in the bank and current state of WWE. Uh, of of uh, well, I actually let's talk about money in the bank first because yeah, yeah. I have one more question, one more set of questions, and then we'll fucking. Uh... Well, the concept of money in the bank is that there, there's a money in the bank briefcase, which now has changed throughout the years. But essentially, the way it's always the the always the way you win it is by a ladder, ladder match, match, right? Yeah, you yeah. like climb up, and it's normally seven, six to seven guys in the match. Now, women they had the first ever women uh, women's money in the bank, and uh, the and match. the briefcase is just like in the rafters. It's the you, same way as the titles hanging, like yeah. to win. Yeah, it's hanging up there, and then if you unclip the uh, the carabiner that is holding the. Uh, we have to undo the carabiner. Yeah. It's like always oh, just like the most simple. It's like a dog leash. It's like the whole thing is built on this dog leash. When I climb that 19 foot ladder <laughs> and my hand touches the ca- carabiner, is, is, it it ca- car- is it pronounced is it carabiner? carabiner? The, ca- the carabiner of truth. <laughs> the money in the bank carabiner. Oh man, that's also the thing I love about wrestling. Is sometimes when they get really close to it, but like the other guys. Supposed to knock them off, but they got too. F- they didn't time it right, so, so they, 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 they have to like fake struggle. Them. I love the fake and then struggle. They're like struggling with the thing, Caribbean, like flick it a little bit. You know, the yeah. flick the uh, yeah. the opening part. They're like uh, like pretending like it's slippery yeah. and shit. Yeah. But, so wait, how does the money? So, so if you if you pull down the briefcase in the briefcase, it has a contract for a title shot for the heavyweight championship title um uh, uh at any time any place you could cash in so mid-match you could come in like so you you so and if you're mr money in the bank right if you're the money bank where you walk around with the briefcase and by you the way handcuff it to your wrist right yeah guys have done that not always but re- wrestlers talk about work shoot wrestlers go through the airport with the briefcase if you are the money in the bank and that's just a known thing that i've asked i've had dolph ziggler on the podcast and he's been a money in the bank winner and damian sandow and i've been like and they're like yeah it's known you travel with it and there's pictures of like seth rollins going through tsa with the fucking money in the bank briefcase wait that's so fucking cool <laughs> no and i think it's fun because it is it becomes like a wild card literally where yeah. it's just like they're like let's keep this storyline going so if you have that 
you hold on to that for as long as you want until you want a title shot. And then it's called cashing in. And they're literally like, when you cash in, you give it to the referee. The referee gives it to the timekeeper. And talk about theatrics. It purposely takes like too much time where they're like, let's do it. Because when people cash in, they normally do it after a championships match. Right, because so like someone's opportunist. Someone, someone just won yeah. the heavyweight title. They're exhausted because they just had the match. Yeah. Someone cashes their money in the bank. So it, <laughs> in the reality of wrestling, if yeah. you're in the heavyweight championship match, <laughs> yeah. but you know Ziggler's out there with the money in the bank, yeah. you have to be ready to have two matches back to back. You're watching the monitor, so... <laughs> You're watching the monitor. You're watching the monitor. Like when you see when when a wide receiver has a yeah. a, a breakaway and you see him look at the at the jumbotron to see if anyone's chasing him. That's such a fun. I don't idea. know anything about that, but uh, <laughs> what's, what, what's football? Football. Yeah, no, I don't know anything about that. Wide receiver. Uh, 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 sounds like a good gimmick. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, like that's so like my favorite moment. It, it's arguably my favorite moment in wrestling history because a couple reasons. Like I was there. So uh, that, right, that adds to it, yeah, and yeah. um, and also because I had like low expectations, and it's the kind of shit I love, right? Like some people, and that's the thing is like some people we know, like they they like wrestling for completely different reasons. For me, they're more into the the work rate of it or whatever. Like I like the pageantry a lot. It's right, a big yeah. part of what I like about well, it. Because you're also a, a long time theater person, right. yeah, exactly. Right, right, <laughs> so right. you get like scratch both itches with fucking right. wrestling. Yeah. So I do a stand up special that's like kind of a one man show, right? right do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm still like. The the UCB part of me. <laughs> right. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, I, I, I don't see the appeal of like, I'm going to get up stage and like, Talk about R. Kelly this week. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, it's kind of I like, got to get up there and talk about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Although Still. I, do, I did think of a funny thing for that. But anyway, not important. So this guy, Seth Rollins, was the Money in the Bank champion, okay? He uh, he was in this group called what, the... Yeah. What was his gimmick? What was his kayfabe? Well, he was in the group called The Shield. They were like mili- they were like super baby faces, like, great, like good guys. And it was Roman... This guy, Roman Reigns, Roman uh, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins, and they were like the biggest baby faces in the company, and they were like kind of face, tactical gear. They were like military guys. Baby face means like uh, cutesy heroes, right? Like people like. It them. just means good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Okay, it just okay. means like the crowd. They're the good guy. And uh, the okay. Bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the thing is, like, he 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 like turned his back on them and became the architect, Seth Rollins. He hit both of them with a chair. It was like, I'm done with this team, right? And he was like, because like, uh, he's like, uh, and then people were like, oh, you sold out. And he's like, I didn't sell out. I bought in. And his whole thing was he's the architect. He's like, he planned the demise of the shield. And he's like this super heel guy, right? Uh, 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 and he won the Money in the Bank briefcase with the help of Triple H because he sold out. So he was kind of like, you know, he was the, uh, uh, right? So he had the, the briefcase. So going into WrestleMania, the main event, uh, uh, Seth Rollins wrestles early in the night, loses to Randy Orton clean. He just lost. But you know he's the you know he's the money in the bank briefcase holder. You so know? you're like, I wonder if he left the building or yeah, if he's yeah, sticking so you're around. Like, oh, I guess he's gone. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, what? and then you're sitting there the whole show being like, oh, like he lost. So is that like, would he cash in if he lost? I'm like, I actually think it's better. I'm like, I think if he lose, I'm doing this math in my head while I'm like, I think if he lost, how would I script it? Right. Right. Yeah. As opposed to being like, I'm enjoying the game. You're actually thinking about the writing of it. You know <laughs> right, what I'm saying? Right. And then, so the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, right? Uh, 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 everybody kind of hates Roman Reigns. He's the he's the big baby. He's like Vince is really pushing him, but everyone's like not excited about. Is him. he like the shoulder length curly black hair guy? Uh, yeah, his hair is like long, but it's not curly; it's yeah. straight. Oh, he's like okay. a Samoan dude. He's like oh, I know gorgeous man. He looks like Jason Momoa. They I look know you're talking about exactly. Yeah, I know like. you're talking about now. Yeah. And so he comes. He's wrestling Brock Lesnar, and uh, they have this one moment during the match, and uh, where they both are like down for the count. Like, like uh, he gives 
Brock Lesnar's like dead. He's got like hit with a bunch of finishers, <laughs> but he somehow ekes out one F5 on Roman Reigns. So they're both just laying F5 on the mat. F5 being his, like, his finishing move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're just laying on the mat like they both can't move. Nothing's happening. Seth Rollins' music hits. And you know what I'm saying? That's the best part about yeah, wrestling yeah. is when someone else's music yes. hits. Yeah, His you, music comes on and everyone's just going fucking nuts. Right? Because they're like, he's going to cash in. He's going to cash in. He runs full speed down to the ring with the briefcase. And by the way, no one's ever cashed in during a match before till this point. They cash in after the match because they're like, he's done. Yeah. But he, they're both down. So he was like, I got to take it here. So we're like, what even happens? So he got to like, pin them both. We don't even know the rules. <laughs> right, right, right. Because it's like, who is he going to pin here? Yeah. And so then he... Uh, 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 and this is what you're talking about. They're like taking the time with the uh, briefcase and you get... Yeah, because he gives it to the ref and the ref's like, you sure you want to do this? And he's like, fucking cash it in. And they're like uh, maybe groggily moving a yeah. little bit on he's the He's like, guy. they're regaining power. Yeah. Roman Reigns' eyes just moved. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. then he gives it to him and then Lily Garcia, we're all like waiting like what what the, the ring announcer is like, like what, what is happening? And they're like, Seth Rollins is cashing in his money in the bank briefcase, which means <laughs> right? They say which means. Which I means, love. Because we're love, like, what does this mean? They got to get exposition. Has got to come out like natural dialogue on it wrestling, yeah, which I love. The, this is the Super Bowl of wrestling, <laughs> the main event, and we're learning the rules. <laughs> <laughs> This is the last moment in. This is the fourth quarter overtime Super Bowl, and they're like, "So here's how overtime works." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah There's not some rules. <laughs> which means this is uh, Seth Rollins will be joining this match as a triple threat, and then they ring the bell again, and it's just a triple threat match. So then Seth Rollins goes. He's like, "All right, well they're both down. I'm gonna go pin." He goes for a pin, but then Lesnar. I don't remember the exact semantics. He like pins Lesnar and, kicks and Reigns kicks and Reigns gets him off, or vice versa, or something. Right, like right, that. right. So then you're like, "Oh." shit, Seth Rollins, he's going to waste his briefcase, but then he ends up uh, capitalizing and he wins. And he and then they're like, this is the heist of the century. They're calling it the heist of the century. A guy who's just playing by the rules designed by this <laughs> yeah, yeah, organization. Yeah. And he just takes them. He doesn't even celebrate. He grabs a belt, runs up the ramp, just starts spinning it around his fucking head and just walks off. That's fucking and we awesome. we all were going nuts. And then he got on a plane right then, flew to go do the Today Show. Like, you know what I mean? And they're like expecting either, they're like, tomorrow we're going to either have Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. Even the Today Show is like, we're going to have the champion. It's going to be one of these two guys. And it's another guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Um, my last my last question yeah. before we get out of here is what's what's going on in wrestling now that's cool a lot of people I know are big fans of PWG and New Japan and stuff yeah, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's like the indie wrestling circuit quote unquote yeah, so or it's like smaller markets than WWE at least. yeah New Japan is like the cool I mean dude ugh. I mean, this is why I talk about this forever, every week, so I won't bore you with it. But actually, the big thing going on in wrestling that I think is going to interest you is right now, uh, Cody Rhodes, um, or Cody, because the Rhodes name is owned by WWE, and the Young Bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Goldust's kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Goldust's brother. Oh, Goldust's Dusty brother. Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes' son. Dusty Rhodes' son. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They uh, and the Young Bucks were like the coolest indie wrestlers that WWE's been signing forever. They... Uh, Got together with uh, Tony Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, whose son is a mega mark, big wrestling fan. And they funded a new federation right now called AEW. It's called All Elite Wrestling. And they did a pro press conference last week at the Jacksonville on the stadium with Pyro because they announced that Chris Jericho signed. What? Chris, yeah, Chris Jericho Jericho signed this new like, <laughs> and, so, and now everyone's like, shit, because Tony Khan's worth double the money of Vince McMahon, and they're right. like, is this going to be another Monday Night Wars? How much money are they going to have? The TV deal 
they say there is a TV deal, but no one knows what it is yet, where it's going to be, what it's going to look like. And then there's one big guy, this guy Kenny Omega, who's like the biggest talent. WWE th- apparently threw him a contract for like $4 million a year. and then But it's like, is he going to go to AEW and maybe take less money? So right now the big thing is that all the cool wrestling you've been hearing about, PWG, New Japan, uh, I mean, that stuff still still can exist. PWG is like a local show. But now it's uh, like because of the success of indie wrestling and all this talent moving away and and, and, and basically the internet, if you really want to break it down, right. the, the fact that these guys are able to become popular without the umbrella of WB, you know what right, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like, uh, uh, now we have like an actual possible competitor for, a, for, for WWE. You know that's so fucking cool. Some people are like, "There's no way they could ever compete." They're like with WWE because they're such a machine. It's like trying to build a new NFL, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might not. It might not work. But all it doesn't need to beat the WWE. It just needs to get some of the market share and be enjoyable to watch and get more wrestling fans watching it. Right, yeah. and be oh, and cool. offer like a different style and a different that's product. Cool. Like WWE's very scripted. It's like the SNL of wrestling, if you right. want, you know, or of something. And this is like could be this would be like the kids in the hall or whatever. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's like oh, uh, they're making weirder choices. The pro. Right. They're doing more interesting shit or a different shit. More or less interesting is up to you. Oh, that's fucking cool. That's the most interesting thing going on right now. It's like, what is this going to be? They were, they signed some of the like coolest, like in quote, like the hippest talent in wrestling are like going there. Oh, and like people like, that like like hipstery wrestler, like wrestlers that are like blowing up that are yeah, like, like the indie marks or whatever the smarks or whatever you would call it. But like uh uh uh, uh the the like the smart marks, you know, like the the more. The more the f- the fan who watches wrestling for basically like the reasons that we talked about here, who appreciate it on that level right, right, or whatever. Right. But this, you know, they call themselves smarks. I yeah, love that. it's the term for like smart marks. It, it, it used to mean I don't know. We were talking about this, but like it used to mean like a mark meant someone who like thinks that it. John Cena wins every match on his own. Right, right. It's a mark is a person in a con. Right, who's a being con. Who's being yeah. marked. Yeah, yeah. And then a smart mark was like someone who know. It used to be like someone who knows it's not real, but doesn't care. Uh, right. But, but he enjoys it for another level, doesn't have to think John Cena is <laughs> right. really winning. But now wrestling has become so much deeper that like the term smart mark and mark, they mean kind of like yeah, everyone No one's it. being fooled anymore. No one thinks right. it's real. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, now there's going to be like some competition uh, and we'll see where it goes. Like, you know, uh, that's I, so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monopoly Hope. busting. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah, that's going to be very awesome. exciting. All right. Well, DB, what's, uh, t- tell us a little bit about adult wrestling fan. Uh, it, yeah. all, it'll already be out at this point when this episode drops. Yeah, so it's out right now at uh, www.adultwrestlingfan.com. Um, it's uh, it's uh, a stand-up special. It's a half hour about professional wrestling. It features Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is in it. Um, I actually had a heckler on the show who I stunnered. That's... Uh, Completely shoot. <laughs> if you're a big mark, I give a still cold stunner. This guy pours water on me at some point during the show. No one believes me. This is talking about wrestling. No one believes me that this was real. So the people who know worked on the show. This guy, like at the end of the show, something happens and I'm down. I'm laying down on the on the on the mat on the stage, and some random drunk guy comes up, pours water on me. I push him. I get in a full like Guido mode where I'm just like, uh, dude, you push me at my show. But I knew the cameras were on, so I just instead of like punching him in the face gave him a stone cold star and did he sell it at all and he sold it so you gotta see it he like he knew he was like what am i doing i mean now i gotta play along yeah. Yeah. it's on my instagram right now that clip to promote oh the awesome damn black attack uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk about wrestling but yeah it's also like it's a special i made that's like it's a passion project it's self-produced it's self-produced all i made it like from ticket sales we sold out caveat theater in new york awesome theater check it out by the way in new york city uh uh we sold that out and from the pay 
Patreon was able to fund it, and Dolph Ziggler came and supported the show, and he intros me in the show, and uh, yeah, I mean... That's you- awesome, and now let's talk... You mentioned it, Patreon. Comedians of Wrestling is on Patreon. Yeah, Comedians of Wrestling. Uh, uh, Patreon.com slash Comedians of Wrestling. <laughs> this is from my dad. <laughs> he still doesn't get the internet. Oh, yeah. My my mom has not listened to one episode of a podcast I've ever been on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or neither of my brothers. My no, parents have no now one in my family. <laughs> figured it out, but the only podcast they're subscribed to is mine. Oh, yeah. So that's all they're listening to. That's really funny. Like, they won't be able to find this. No. I mean, but yeah, they no. can hear those. That's like, oh. all the support you need, though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Comedians Wrestling Podcast comes out every uh, Thursday, and then we have bonus episodes on the Patreon uh, if you need more. What we'll do. Wait, uh, so you have some free episodes that are out? We put out a free episode every single Thursday morning. Oh, uh, okay. So if uh, people get on that, and if that's your flavor, then jump over to the Patreon. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, the Patreon will do. We like it's a looser format. We'll talk more about movies with professional wrestlers in it. We'll I did. A, I, uh, I did a Patreon episode, right? Yeah, but we put that out free also. But that uh, 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 that episode, yeah, we just talked about your favorite moments in <laughs> yeah. pro wrestling. And then Stanger did one comparing physiques, right? Yeah, Stanger came on and <laughs> talked about. And Stanger's been on twice because one times he came on and we talked about the Marine Six, <laughs> which is the 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 movie oh, with yeah. the Miz. Wait, oh, the Marine Part Six. The Marine I Six. Never seen it. Yeah, I yeah, only yeah. saw the Marine One with Cena. <laughs> yeah, no, the Marine Six is with the Miz and Becky Lynch and Shawn Michaels. Oh shit, that's <laughs> awesome. These WWE produced movies are insane. But then Stanger also came on to talk about like physique and steroids, and I just showed him pictures of wrestlers, and I go, "What's what? What do you think this guy's on?" Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Goldberg's traps have been burned in my head. Is something I, I always want. The- I want Goldberg's body hair and traps, but I I don't have his body hair. I, I love body hair on wrestlers. I Me too. Wrestlers- I like when they're like buzzed, like fucking old timey strongmen. Yeah. You know? Like because uh, like, Hulk Hogan looked like a hot dog. You know what I mean? Like I didn't like I didn't love the like shaved and deep orange tan look, which is what I actually have because I don't have body hair and I get really tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have Hulk Hogan's like (laughs) B cups and shit. Like, yeah, I like uh, yeah Scott Hall and the Razor Ramon. Great pot. I loved his chest hair. Yeah, yeah. The chest hair is great. Goldberg also great chest hair. Uh, Guy Seth Rollins now he leaves a bit of a little bit of the chest hair, which which I do appreciate. But it is interesting when you think about like that's another thing. Like I like like a wrestler that he like looks they look in the mirror you know and they're just deciding like what's my look i know my hair guy uh, I'm I'm like, like, <laughs> i've never like cared about my appearance i couldn't even imagine getting involved in that yeah but i want like i want a fucking wrestler's body i'm gonna chase i'm gonna get fucking goldberg traps yeah. and uh, i'm gonna get chest hair implants. yo stone cold literally uh, uh stone cold literally shaved his whole chest his legs he had no hair but kept the pits you know what I mean? Like that's a conscious decision, which is right. like I'm the working man, so I would have pit hair. I'm always gonna have tank tops on and jean shorts anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 he yeah. shaved everything but his goatee and armpits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, he shaved just, just three soul patches on his body. He just missed a couple spots. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, just get a nair dip, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking but, love Stone Cold, yeah. man. Stone Cold, I mean, dude, still the best. I, I watched Broken Skull Ranch. And we put like, him uh, in the 9 to 5 episode. That's the 8-hour episode. It's called <laughs> the full work day. The 9 to 5 episode. <laughs> Getting worked for a full day, baby. Because we put it out the first work day of the year, like January 2nd or whatever. Oh, and it was like, smart. yo, the first day you sit down at work, you, you can listen, listen to one <laughs> podcast the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> what job do you have where you can listen to nine hours of people screaming about wrestling? Yeah, well, the joke on the podcast is all of our listeners work at a hoagie shop. But oh, the joke on Action Boys is that all our listeners are custodians and then four <laughs> people wrote in saying i am a custodian oh, yeah. <laughs> <Parallel> th- <really? laughs> 
We did have one guy who says, I actually do work at a hoagie shop. It was a Subway sandwich. It was a Subway sandwich. That's <laughs> awesome. Which is with the ultimate uh, uh, hoagie shop. But yeah, Stone Cold, he's the best. we ranked him number one. Oh, the yeah. best of all time. He's the fucking, he was great. He, he kind of like reinvigorated wrestling. And- yeah, just every hits all the categories. He's the most over ever. He was the most authentic. Right. Vince McMahon said he's the best wrestler of all time. So yeah. what are you going to do? He was pretty skilled in the ring, but not like it not wasn't really. about his skills. But he's the best finisher of all time. Like right. The, the most stunner. famous. Yeah. Yeah. And the fucking smashing two beers is like the smartest yeah. fucking gimmick. Ever. And he also really was drinking beers. Like he, yeah. he, like he like it was slightly authentic. Like broken skull yeah, ridge. Yeah. <laughs> he like was in perfect shape except had a belly. Yeah. Like, which is so real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He always had like a little bit of a belly. And you know, these wrestlers definitely think in their head, like I got to keep a little bit of a belly. Like what? Do, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. <laughs> so patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling www.adultwrestlingfan.com yeah. at Dan Black at D Black Attack on Instagram at right? Dan Black Attack Dan Black Attack on Instagram and, and Twitter and Twitter okay yeah, at yeah, Dan yeah. Black Attack <laughs> check it out uh, I'm, I'm firing at all cylinders baby <laughs> I'm at Gabrus on all social media tweet at both of us if you have any wrestling parallels to real life or any other stuff we talked about anything you think we missed which is probably a lot and um, <laughs> tweet at us uh, how can we Money in the bank, Trump. We have to like figure out a way. Cash in. To, we have to we have to beat him at his own game. We have to take it. We got to get Elizabeth Warren doing like fucking. You know she's got to go twelve. Uh, take twelve fucking. Uh, they're not called marks. Jobbers. She's yeah. gonna take twelve jobbers down so she builds up some hype, and then we can have her go fucking face to face. I mean, I think Pelosi's getting cl- close. Like her right. thing of like, she's like, yo, you can't do the State of the Union. Like, yeah, they, from, do it from the, because they're talking about the, the symbolism of like, it won't look good. And, 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 and I think yeah. she's firing back. I think she's kayfaving him also. Right. Yeah. She's playing a role too. And it's awesome. Uh, nothing they say is like honest. They're just trying to win. Right. Like both of them. It's not like both sides. Like I tend to lean towards the left side, but right, I'm like, yeah. but, but like they're both like just yeah, workers. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're both, they're working each other, us and the American people. Yeah. You think she like really cares about the state? She's like, not that she doesn't care about the state of the union but she's like how can i finagle this because it's her job to do this it's not her fault how do i finagle the state of the union thing to be a win for us right and that is working yeah that and it's work- going to be a win <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. ideally we'll see but trump he said i know we're, we're done we're done <laughs> but trump had this thing where he said uh like when mexico pay for the wall and he's like i didn't mean they're gonna pay for it like with money like he was like, they're gonna pay. Like they're gonna they're gonna pay through all the tariffs we throw at them. Like they're gonna pay. You know what I mean? And like like that. Just is a- take my word for it. They're gonna pay. Like that's wrestling, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Dan. Thanks for coming in, oh, and uh, we're sorry to all the listeners. If you transcribe this, it'll be like. 50,000 pages. <laughs> Do you have a lot of transcribers? Uh, I, w- I, I don't want to transcribe my podcast because then it's like searchable by word. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How many times has Gabriel said blank? And it's like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, we're done. I yeah, mean, I'm toast. I guess we're deleting old episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're done. Like, yeah, they took down that Guardians of the Galaxy guy. Like, he had some tweets that were like from like 30 years. I don't remember what I'm tweeting 10 years ago. Right, right. That reminds me. I got to delete some old tweets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Dan Black, always Dude. a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It was a great time. Thanks for the Starbucks. All right. That was a headgum podcast.